Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by Gmail. Gmail is the best email service out there. If you still have your old Hotmail email it's probably something really embarrassing like bmxbaby9000 at hotmail.com. Definitely shut it down and get a Gmail account. You little BMX baby you. Today's podcast, it's the Anecdotal Experience podcast today. That's the podcast that we're going to do with Lee Kimbrell. Lee Kimbrell's been on the podcast before. He's a friend of mine. The first time he did the podcast, he was leaving and he was like, yeah, man, I'm actually seeing this older chick, man. I think I love her. And I remember thinking, well, this will end badly and this will be a good podcast. And it did. And it was. We're here back today talking about it. A lot of fun. Real. It's funny. It gets funny. It's, um, I mean, it only ended six weeks ago, so it's fresh. It's hot. He's going to regret saying some stuff. It's perfect. I love this guy. Oh, I cough a bunch. I tried to cut out all my coughs on my end, but I was coughing like directly into the microphone. And I'm sorry. Let's just start the podcast. When you are single and live by yourself, you can do it whenever you want. That's the beauty of it. It's just the open schedule to sometimes not do anything and just sit in your apartment Mm -hmm. and listen to podcasts and write. Right. And and, and try to read. I'm an awful reader. Yeah. Or whatever. It doesn't matter. Anything you you want to do. Before you make it through that book, it's just like, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. No one's there. No one wants, nobody expects anything from me. I love that. Yeah. I hate it when people are like, when, I mean, I, there are times where I'm like, yeah, count on me to do that. But when it's just like a constant, I don't know. There aren't any people that are dependent on me because I can't do that. Right. I'm not willing to do that. Yes. I'm, it's not even like I'm super prolific in anything I'm doing creatively. It's just that I'm like, I like to pet my cat and I like to <laughs> go to the gym when I want to. I like to sit in the Taco Bell parking lot and eat a naked chicken chalupa mm. and listen to a podcast for however long I decide to sit there. Goodness gracious, we you live know? similar lives. Yeah, dude. I love it. How yeah. long have you lived by yourself? Oh, like three years. Yeah, I'm yeah. going on like two and a half years of living by myself right mm-hmm. now. And it is a certain level of like like accepted psychosis like when you're in here like Mm -hmm. we've been doing all day you just you get you get strange with yourself you get weird with yourself you just yeah you you talk out loud you're just Mm -hmm. sitting in a park at least you have a cat man yeah well i mean (laughs) she's new man i've been talking to myself for a long time yeah yes you talk to yourself or you you just you you stand in front of your oven and you cook naked and grease splats up on you and yeah, then it burns matters. you and it and you laugh out loud to yourself yeah and it's beautiful yeah there is a level of there's just you get to know who you are when no one's watching yeah and i'm not coming from some position of being like holier than thou or all like all high and mighty about it yeah but i think everyone should experience it i think it's important it's the whole idea it's like that old archetype yeah of yeah, go and backpack across Europe by yourself. Yeah. Or anything like that. Just be lonely for Do a while. It. Be lonely as shit. Yeah. Don't be afraid of loneliness. Do not be afraid of you loneliness. You might actually like yourself. 
who knows? Who knows? Because at the end of the day, that's funny that you say that um, because what we what I'll, I'll bring up here in a second yeah we gotta is, get there yeah she uh she would say that all the time she was afraid to be by herself this person this that you're about person. to bring up yeah and it actually it's kind of it, it it ties in perfectly um so i had been single for not long like three or four months okay this was in 2015 okay so this Shit has been strung out over a long period of time. And I was living up in Northern Kentucky and and I just walked into a bar by myself. Another thing that people should do, just go out by yourself. That's yeah. I love it. You do? Oh, dude. Primarily what I do. It's the only time I'm ever at a bar, not by myself, is like at an open mic. Or after a show when I'm with comedians. But other than that, man, I just live down in Covington. It's like a four-minute jaunt to Mainstrass, <laughs> which is just unlimited bars. Right. And I'll just walk down there and you just sit. Talk to a stranger or don't. I love it. Yeah. Make friends with a bartender. Yeah, I love it. But that's neither here nor there. That just... I think that's relevant. I, well, I that's guess That's not something I do. No. Oh, really? No. I love it. That's terrifying to me. I'll go to a movie by myself. I don't want to go to like a bar ooh, by myself. Solo movie date. Best yeah. thing in the world. I don't like movies because I have to pee a lot. And I like, I don't know. I like to so pause movies. So then you go by breaks. yourself and you don't have to. Or you could just, you've got a setup here. You can just stream anything you want and then oh, never yeah, leave. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't like movie theaters. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I would do that. Yeah. I, but going to a bar is weird for me because that will make me feel lonely. Because I'll feel like everyone else here. I feel like everyone has a reason to be here but me. Dude, maybe that's part of the reason why I do it so often. is because you do get that feeling. Okay. And yeah, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just playing on the whole be lonely thing too damn hard. You know? No, I mean, if you enjoy... that's what, I'm just speaking about things I enjoy. And that is one thing. I don't like being at bars by myself. And, and, and you know, it's also probably really self-gratifying because people... You people will look and they'll see me there because they're regulars there too. And then there's that kid at the bar who's been here, you know, four times this week by himself. Okay. And that's probably weird. And then inside I'm like, I like that. I like that they think that I'm some strange You like person. being the weird <laughs> yeah. bar rat. Yeah, dude. I do. I do. And it's not unhealthy. I'm not an alcoholic. I you know you're yeah, not. Yeah, I'm okay. not an alcoholic. And maybe it's just like this pretentious side of me who now wants to who wants to be an artist for the last year and a half where it's like, yeah, look at them. They yeah. think I'm a weirdo. You want to be seen the way I don't want to be seen. Right. Yeah, okay. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I kind of get off on it. I like it when people think that, that maybe there's disturbed. a little something weird about me. Because, okay, here I guess that's what, what's rooted in that is that I do think something is like everything that we've talked about right now. Like I know that something, something in my brain has always just been a little turned inward. Like I've always been in my head so much. I have a couple like weird little physical tics that I've always done, but no one's ever known. Yeah. You know, it's always just been just like internalized and outwardly. I seem completely fine, you know, I seem completely normal. Right. And now here within the last, you know, six, seven months where people have been 
observing it more. I like it. It's like I feel like I'm finally being observed the way that I am. Because I'm what, just I'm being a, weird and ticky. Yeah, and like talking to yourself. Yeah, yeah. And not, not, I don't go to a bar and just sit there and shake in the corner and like chain smoke cigarettes and yeah. talk to myself. I'm social, but I also have had this image my entire life of that might not completely reflect who I feel like I am. Okay, so you're coming to terms with the fact that you are the guy that enjoys sitting in a bar. I'm alone. a little, yes, absolutely, and All right, I'm so a we're little darker, a little, yeah, bit. Okay, yeah. fair enough. But that's cool. Yeah. So you're like, you're, you're, that's a thing too. When you're just like enjoying the fact that you're like figuring out who you are and you're not afraid to do the things that your, your like deep you, your id wants to do, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And it, and then also it makes the, it makes the good extroverted, happy, fun times all that much better. Right. Like when you are with your friends. Yeah. When I do go back down to Lexington and I'm sitting there in a, in a living room full of my best friends in the world, it is like, it is the most cathartic thing ever. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah, no, this is beautiful. Like mm-hmm. life is fantastic. And it'd be different had you been around people all the time. The entire time. If you're just always on and you're always, yeah, thumbs up, smiling. Oh, do you feel the need to be on? yeah i always have really oh yeah that's funny man i don't like it i don't like having to be on you don't have to be on in education because you know i've taught i taught for a couple years and then now i'm substituting and it's like that's the most on job in the world you can't go to you can't go and teach a classroom of third graders right and low energy and just like Man, yeah, I'm in a bad mood. I don't no, care about are, the civil war yeah, today. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. No, you have to be on, and and that is exhausting. Yeah, I've I think that's funny because that's one thing I've learned is that uh, I don't. Nobody even necessarily wants me to be on. That's true, and I think that's the nice thing about hanging out with a bunch of comics is everyone is like, look at me, look at me, look at right. me, and it gives you a minute to be like, eh, look at that guy. Yeah. This don't is, look at me. Yeah, I'm just going to watch this guy act like an idiot. Yeah, I don't need to do this shit. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. like who I am. And, you know, I grew up with like a really fun, funny, sociable group of guys. Yeah. So I I haven't, I didn't always need to be on, like mm-hmm. coming up with my group of friends because there were other people that would hold the baton. Mm-hmm. But then also, especially now, when everybody is kind of getting into their lives and... All of my buddies are engaged, are married, are going to be engaged to the girl they're with. And it's great. I okay. love their girls. Mm-hmm. Like, I love their wives and their fiancés and their babies. Mm-hmm. But now when I show up, they're like, here's wacky ass Lee without a girlfriend or a wife or... What do you mean by wacky? Just doing, just doing something weird doing living in a shitty apartment by myself with Do they pity no you? money no no i don't think they pity me uh i think that they just they see it as it's an interesting thing so now i'm what i'm getting at is i've been much more quote on when i'm around them because and i say this lovingly i i, I think maybe they crave it a little bit more like they want something oh, to they want break to live the vicariously through right. you right and yeah. that's and that sounds like super pompous this guy doesn't wait yeah no, that's i don't think like... that they want to be me by any means because they live these wonderful lives but right. then also it's like i mean my friends have to get fucking babysitters they wake up to babies crying 
and they have Could like mortgages. Yeah, that's I'm, another I'm, I'm a anything. million years away from it, man. Right. That's my like my big thing is to not I don't want to think people are like you should invest and get a for I'm like <sighs> don't like just like you should find things to like worry about. I'm like I Dude, can't that, you just not. nailed it. Yeah. Why don't you have more things in your life that cause right. you undue stress? Right. Cuz that's what you do. Cuz this works. This apartment works for me. I it's need nice. I need you know? No bigger space than this. Yeah. My apartment is tiny. What am I going to have guests? No. Am I going to throw a party? Dude, and see, if whenever I do have people over to my house, yeah. which is very rare, but someone, you know, comes down and they want to smoke a little pot or they want to come over and, right, not, and just check it out. Yeah. Or on the rare occasion that a lady does come over, I'm so mm-hmm. self-conscious because they walk in and it's like, oh, wow. This yeah, but it's is a reflection a of you, though. It is, but it's just like, I mean, there's no TV. Yeah. There's no couch. There's just like post-it notes all over the walls, like with these, you know, short-term and long-term goals. And it's like, it's, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like meticulously clean. Like it's not dirty. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like keeping a clean space. Yeah. I, if it's just going to be me, I don't want to be sitting in filth. Yeah, it's fair. You know, I mean, I do... I could do better with the clothes. I've got clothes all over the place, but it, you know, I, it's not like trash. I keep up with my dishes and stuff like that. Yeah. But nah, man, it's a, it's a tricky thing. It's yeah. a tricky thing. And I think you get to a point where you're just like, you want to, you just, you're done with that. And because you build, I mean, you can, it's, you're building security in other ways. Right. Cause like our parents will die and then no one will love us, you know? Yeah. And then it's done. Then yeah, it's over. And I am, and I touched on this earlier, my parents are super supportive, uh-huh. but I also know that this, because they're listening right now, you know, and hi, mom and dad, sorry for scaring the shit out of you again on this second podcast. And it, there's got to be a middle ground. There's got to be not buying into it and not. Well, just get it when get you it, want it, man. Get it when you want it. There's no yeah. time. You don't have to do it. Yeah. I mean, there's I just I know so many people who I feel like they're settling and it's none of my close friends. I'm not talking about you guys. Yeah. But then just like these people in the periphery of my life, I see these kids that are like three, four years younger than me yeah. getting straight out of college, doing the Christian college thing and getting married and buying a house. And it's like, you can't go anywhere now. Yeah, but that's their truth, dude. Is it? Yes. Is you can't, it? Yeah, dude. You're. I know. It's like this thing where you cannot it's just believe so that anyone. So juxtaposed. You're so yeah, right. Yeah. You're just like. I can't there's no that. one that's different than me. Yeah. No way. Or, I'm me. Or, I'm the only guy. Also, I just can't believe that they would want to, at 22 years old, yeah. to just like legally sign up to hold yourself back from doing what you truly want to do. That's what they want to do, Lee. You don't understand You're right. That. Yeah, I know. Maybe, yeah, you it's are so right. It's so far from what you want. I can't fathom it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So that is what they want to do. Right. It's, they, they wouldn't do it unless <laughs> it's exactly what they want to do. Yeah. But my point is, <laughs> is maybe it's what they want to do because it's what they see and it's what they've been told they should do. Right. But they may feel like the media or like MTV has led you to live the life that you're living. Well played. You know? Well played. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Look at Lee trying to. He wants to be Dan Cook. against it. Yeah. You know? Right. That's so funny you say that. That's the, that's like the layman's comedian. 
That's who they say. Everyone says yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. You got to be Dane Cook, bro. Right. It's like, well, no. Yeah. But. Yeah, but yeah. they think you're delusional, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've been I am. Yeah. yeah. No, I am. Yeah. It's very true. So don't worry about them. You're right. They're not worrying about me. I mean, and if they are, they're wasting their time, right? Right. Yeah. And right. The, yeah. We, dude, we almost got there to that girl, and yeah. then we took a different turn. Even what, better. Yeah, all right. So how'd you, how'd you meet this person? It was, uh, it was in May of 2015. Right, okay. It was the end of a school year, so I was getting ready to move back to Lexington. Okay. So I had like four, I had like a month left in Cincy, and I went into this bar. It was more, it was like a restaurant. It was nice. Okay. And I walked in. And I met this woman. She was the bartender. You went by yourself. I went by myself. Okay. Per use. Yeah. And and the bartender at this bar was this delightful woman who uh, I just really hit it off with her. And I had no intention of staying there for very long. Okay. And I stayed there for two hours and drank not just like four beers over two hours because we were just sitting there talking, just nonstop chatter. It wasn't very crowded. Yeah. And then uh, when I left, she got off and and she left and we left together. Yeah. And uh, exchanged phone numbers, went out to the car, and uh, it, we we kissed, and then we went our separate ways, and then pretty much didn't stop communicating via texting for. A month. Okay. I mean, all day, every day, we were talking to each other, and we. Why did you ever hit her up to be like, let's uh, let's go on like a proper date or something? Oh yeah, I mean, I tried. You but tried. Here, okay. Here's the deal with it, though, is that she was much older than I was. How old was she? She was 35. Okay. And I was 24 at the time. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, she had children. And you knew this when you're talking. To I her. knew. Oh yeah, because okay. when we first exchange, and you know, when we're first getting to know each other, she's like telling me about her kids. And, yeah, and uh, and she was extremely intelligent and very smart. And it, we ended up, I ended up like really falling for. Her. Okay, hard. And Wait, that night or just no, over not text? just over over the course of a couple weeks, because like a week and a half after I met her first, um. She invited me over to her place, and and we slept together. A week and a half. A week and a half. It oh, was, it, so you'd been communicating. Oh, I'd been like, communicating. Okay, got and it. no, it it, it 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 was like graduating to something more. Okay, got like, it. I went over. It's not like I met her kids yet. But yeah. Like the third, fourth time that I went over there. Yeah. The it's morning time, and her kids are just asleep and, in and, another room. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, they're upstairs. Right. And then. It's morning time and the, the little, the, one of the little kids just like runs into her room. Yeah. And then I'm sitting there like, holy shit. You're dude. like, you're some guy. You're like that guy that oh that person God. talks about. Like mom had dudes that come fucking through. guy. Yeah. That's yeah. me. Yeah, and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh God. Yeah. I'm naked in bed <laughs> and under the covers and like playing with a two year old. It's you, crazy. Oh, so you just like went in. You're like, all right. I mean, see, because that's, just... that's the. Th- I I really liked her a lot. I didn't. I didn't think that. You know, I was moving back to Lexington. That didn't freak you out. Oh, it fucking freaked me out. That yeah, okay. It anyway. freaked me out. Okay, but you here's were moving the thing. to Lexington. I was moving back to Lexington. The school okay. year was over. I was teaching at the time, 
And I was moving back to Lexington during okay. the summer just for three months of free rent, going back home. And then I had planned on coming back to Lexington or Cincinnati. Yes, yeah, so you knew you this would be a good break. You could never come back. You never come back to the real life. Yes, yeah, I was yeah. like, dude, what a classic whirlwind romance to just end it. So yeah. I go back to Lexington. Uh-huh. We can't stop talking to each other Okay, every day. So I'm back down in Lexington for the summer for about 10 days. Yeah. I find myself driving up to Cincinnati yeah. to hang out with her yeah. and her kids. You, and you were just like... And meet them at the pool. I, and I think this goes back to what we talked about this whole podcast about how I don't want that, that yeah. nuclear thing, that serious relationship with kids and a house and all this. So I think it started off as me just playing pretend being like, oh yeah, well I can just do this like loosely and get a taste of it because you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you've like, you convince yourself whatever Mm -hmm. you need. What were you going up there for though, for real? To just be around her. You were in love with her. It wasn't just like sex. Yeah, no, it wasn't just sex because because at this point, I mean, we couldn't, there was no, I mean, I, I wasn't gonna, I didn't have it in me to, and I didn't want to, to like just go over to her house and send the kids to the other room and lock the door and put on a movie and then just go like right. bang their mom. That's gross. You know? Yeah, I but I mean, that. I guess I know, but would you, if it wasn't gross or you didn't think it was gross, did you like her? I guess. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Crazy about okay, her. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, crazy about her. Right. She's, uh, she was hyper intelligent and smart and loved stand up. Okay. She, you know, here's another thing that's brutal about it is that she was the one who kind of like encouraged me to get up on stage the first time. Okay. She was very, she very much became like a, uh, like part of my creative process. Okay. Like I'd bounce bits off of her and, and we'd listen to stand up together, dude. It was, it was, it was pretty heavy. And again, most of this was through just words through texting. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah, because I'm still in Lexington at this time. I'm just coming You're not up. you calling on the phone, though? Oh, uh, a couple phone calls, but, but mostly. Fu- I hate talking on the phone. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not a big phone call guy. Yeah. So we're texting, and uh, it, it lasts all summer with me coming up like once a week. Now there's an expectation. Yeah. It's just like, well. Oh, no. There, I mean, it, 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 it was for real. Like, I'd, I'd come up and. What did she expect from you, though? See, that's the thing. Was she it, looking it, for, like, a boyfriend? No, it was very muddled because she, I would always say, yo, you're a single mom okay. of, with two little kids. Yeah. I'm not, dude, I'm a scrub. I, I'm a aspiring stand-up comedian who's a substitute teacher, Uber driver. I can't give you what it is that you want right now. Yeah. And then she says to me, also... I am not what you need right now. She, I, I didn't need to be dating a person 11 years my senior with two kids. Yeah. So we both would tell each other that this wasn't right. And I think that also added to the attraction that it was kind of like forbidden and taboo. Like it didn't work. Right. But we wanted it to work. Like there was no, yeah, it was just like, this isn't, this doesn't end with us getting married. Right. For sure. And there's no possible way. It does not end with us getting married. Ah. This is fun. I'm crazy about you. You're crazy about me. This is, I feel like this is, it's a good thing for now, but we knew that there was an end road. 
Yeah. But it well, just, you said that made it hotter though? Of course. Because it's just like, this is weird. It's I'm weird. Like, uh, You're, we shouldn't be doing good this. Pool boy. Yeah. We, yeah. We shouldn't be doing this. So that, I think that definitely added to it. So, okay. so the summer goes by three months of summer. Mm-hmm. I'm coming up about once a week. We'd go to the pool. We go to the park. Then school starts again. So I moved back up to Cincinnati. Yeah. And I get my own place. And then it kind of ramped up a little bit because I had my own place. Yeah. She could come over. And mind you, I'm never going over to her place. Oh. Be- because as she said, I went over to her place at the beginning. Okay. Then she moved. Okay. When I, when I left for Lexington, she had moved. Okay. And she, as she said, she didn't want me to come over to her place just because of that boundary. She wanted to, she didn't want to mess with the kids. She didn't want some guy coming over all the time who wasn't in a serious monogamous right. relationship. So it was like a one-time thing. Yeah, and then it was a like, one-time. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right, okay, Which I it. totally was down with. I was like, yeah, that's cool. I don't want to mess up your kids. Yeah. So she would come over to my place. We'd meet out in public. And I mean, we're like eight months into this mm-hmm. where it's not set in stone. But I mean, I haven't slept with anyone else. Yeah. I was in there. Yeah. Whether it was quote unquote official or not, like I was in there. And you also expected that of her. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. she told me that. Like, she did. Okay. Yeah, you right. know, but it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Okay. we were both tortured by this. We, we, it was, it was going back to the whole pain, pain thing. Like yeah. it was so good and it also hurt at the same time because we knew that it probably, it was, it was, it was silly that we were doing it. Yeah. So eight months. It gets so complicated. Dude, it gets so complicated and it's not even complicated yet. So eight months into it. Yeah. She, uh, she's showing me this text message on her phone. (coughs) She had an older daughter from a previous marriage. Okay. She's showing me. This this lady's had a life. You do. Yeah. And that was another thing that drew me to her is because she has, she had a brutal fucking life. Okay. Brutal life. Um, She's yeah. You don't got to get into yeah. that. Um, so she's showing me this text message, and it's some. She's showing me something that her older daughter said, and she brisked over this text from her that said, "Are you dating somebody?" And then she just went over that, okay. and and I called her on it. I was like, "Yo, did she say like? Does she know about me? Like, right? Is she dating somebody?" And she was like, "Oh no, no, no. She's she's confused." Uh, maybe one of my friends said said something in passing, yeah. uh, but it's not that. Well, I just couldn't. That just didn't seem right. You smelled a rat. I smelled something wrong. Yeah. So a couple of days later, I called her out on it. I was like, what is going on? Like, why did she ask if you're in a relationship? And she was in a relationship with someone else when she moved from her apartment, the apartment that I went over to. Yeah. When she moved eight months previous, she moved into a house with a, a man. So it wasn't a boundary thing with the kids. It was no, just it like, was, I don't want to have come sex over. with you yeah. at when my husband's in, at yeah. his house. Yeah, in yeah. my live-in boyfriend's right. bed. Yeah. So we're eight months into this and I find out that she's, you know, living with this guy. How did you find out? I just called her on it and said, please tell me. 
Like this, oh, so you knew is, something was up. And yeah, then she I knew just something was up. Build all the beans. Yeah, the, okay. I knew something was up. Yeah, or I'd be hanging out with her, and she'd get a phone call from this guy. And, okay, and she would like roll her eyes and be like, "Oh my god, this guy won't leave me alone." Yeah. When really he was like, "Hey, babe, could you get some milk?" Right. <laughs> I'm here with your children. Yeah, 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 here rearing your children. Right. And she was taking care of his kids. They were living in this nice house oh, with gosh. four kids. Brutal. <laughs> so it's yeah. So I mean, it was awful. And I mean, it broke my heart. I was like, I'm never talking to you again. Okay. And that lasted about a week. Okay. And she texted me and we hashed it out. And it started back up again. And I was a side piece. And you knew that. Yes. And you were, how did she justify that to you? Or were you just like, yeah, I'll just be this. I'll just be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how did you come to terms with it yourself? I, okay, hold on. Let me backtrack a tiny, tiny little bit. Yeah. I misspoke. When I found out that she was in the relationship with the guy, yeah. I knew that they were dating. I knew that it was serious. I did not know that they were cohabitating in the same house. Okay. They, she still maintained that they were not living together, all of this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> how did I, I mean... I felt I felt dirty knowing that I was the 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 cheater I knowing but then also I felt bad but not bad enough to not do it. What did you get out of it though? It was really selfish and then again I just was crazy about her. I mean she really? she I really was, man. And what was it about her? intelligence her story because like you said she had a really rough life um and had persevered okay and we just had really similar interests and we were very similar in a lot of ways i mean she had a she had a now looking back on it a a bevy of mental issues i mean yeah she was she was crazy she she could she looked me in the face and lied yeah every time i talked to her right pathological liars get pretty good yeah 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 and i mean it was it was it was so it was i got out of it it was strange it was she was older than me it was it was just a weird thing and i was in this weird part of my life where i wanted to explore that and i wanted to be you know, I wanted to be a comedian and everything I'd heard was that comedians are messed up. So I was like, this is unhealthy. This will be a story. This will be a story. You know, yeah. absolutely. This is like a war story. When I first started off, I was in this crazy relationship with this batshit woman. Yeah. And I mean, the sex was unbelievable. Okay unbelievable yeah we were talking about this didn't you think you said you thought it was hotter because it was just like so like wrong oh dude so wrong i mean we would we would have sex in the back of her van and like i'd like throw the car seat in the back yeah i'd like undo the car seat and throw it in the back and we'd just do it right there i'm so turned on right now i'm (laughs) half erect seriously and see it's yeah i mean it was it was it was really something you just committed to how weird and yeah i committed to how wrong it was and you're like this will be part of like the lee kimbrell narrative yes this will be part of this is part of my arc yeah 
I bet it was some of that too. It was about some of that like romanticizing your own life. Totally. Was it? Dude, it's funny that you say that because I I listen to podcasts all day long. Yeah. And I it would be like it's like this weird fantasy where I am twenty years down the road successful working comedian and I'm on someone's podcast and then yeah. I'm telling this story right. as a fifty year old. Isn't that that's such narcissism? Oh, dude. isn't it insane? Oh, it's like yeah. oh, complete narcissism. So vain. The whole thing was so vain. Yeah. And this is uh, you know, this is it's not the she fucked me over really hard. And there's more details that okay. we'll get into a couple. But this is not the story of how Lee Kimbrell was victimized. You yeah. know, she played me like a fiddle. Right. But it I was complicit. Yeah, you walked into I it. I loved it. I, you, you I, I, I was into it. Time, I loved man. the pain. Right. I loved hurting about it. Nobody feels bad for you. No one. They shouldn't. No. No, they should not. Yeah. So I'm the side piece in yeah. this relationship. I found that out, like I said, like eight months into knowing her. Okay. And then I continue doing. We just continue meeting up in secret. She's coming over to my apartment. I'm mm-hmm. meeting her at the pool with her kids. Yeah. And I mean, dude, she like, I, I, it's in this, like I had met her friends, like I was part of their friend group and, and she told, she told them I was gay. Oh, I was going to ask, like, what was that dynamic? She told them I was gay and they all were like, oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. He's gay, which whatever. I I didn't read too much into that, but they were like, yeah, Lee's, Lee's, I was gay Lee. (laughs) They thought that I was her gay friend and I would just like show up to the bar with her, hang out, leave with her. And I was just like her gay best friend. Do you friend. think they bought it? I think they definitely had questions and apprehensions because this is not behavior that is new from her. Oh, got it. So recently, like within the last five or six weeks, I'm down at Mainstrass. Yeah. Doing what I said I'd do earlier. Mm-hmm. I went to a bar by myself, and one of her best friends has become one of my better friends. Yeah. And I go to her bar, and she's tending bar. Okay. No one's in there. It's like a Tuesday night, late after a mic. No one's in there. Yeah. And I just start <laughs> talking to her. And at this point, she really didn't even, she still didn't know. This was two months ago. So I've known this woman now for like over a year and a half. Yeah. And she just starts talking about her. And I kind of deflect, like I don't want to talk about it. Because at this point, it's really painful. Well, just bringing her up. Bringing her up, even saying her name. And he thinks, and she just thinks that like, She's just like, let's bring up this mutual person we know. yeah. And talk about her life. And she's been living with that guy for two years. Yeah. I found out that they were living together, but when I found out that they were living together, I I called her on it. Here's what's sick. She had to go and like run an errand down in Mainstrass. Okay. And needed someone to watch her kid for a little bit. Yeah. So I just took her kid and we went to the park yeah. and I just like pushed her on the swing. And then it's like a three year old girl. So she's like, when are you going to move in? Oh my God. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, move in with uh, 
with with me and mommy and Chet. And I was like, do you live? Do you all live together in a house? Oh, that's how you found out? That's how I found out is the little daughter just like being a little baby, you know, just being a sweetheart, just being like, I like Lee. Right. He should move in with mom and daddy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then I take her back and I don't say anything to her. But then a couple of days later, I'm like, yo, like I didn't interrogate your baby, but she just told me that you're living with this guy. Yeah. How long have you been living with him? And she goes, just a couple of weeks. Just a couple right. of weeks. I've vacillated. I needed a play. Like, I, just a couple of weeks. I'm so sorry. I'm turned yeah. off, but there's still a little bit of dialogue. Then, like, this is two months later, back into the bar with her friend down in Mainstraws. Okay, yeah. Then she tells me, no, she moved in with that guy two years ago. Like, right when I met her, oh, right really? when this all started, when I first met her in May of 2015. Yeah. She moved in with this guy in June of 2015. Oh. So the entire right. relationship. Okay. Yeah. She had been living with this guy, taking care of his kids. Everything. That's it, dude. I think that's there's a type of person that like some people have hobbies and some people's hobby is to like make their life chaotic. No doubt. Yeah. She is self-destructive to a T. It's like a soap opera thing. Oh, here's another level of it, man. So I'm sitting there talking with her friend and just in passing, she goes, oh, yeah, I mean, and I feel so bad for this kid, too. Oh, gosh, man. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, yeah, she's been with this guy for like the past year under the under Chet's nose. He didn't know. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I've been with her for like a year and a half. Wait, so you come clean and you say, I come clean and told her. I was like, I'm, I was like, I've been with her. And she goes, you're not gay. Uh-huh. I was like, no, I'm not fucking gay. Yeah. This, I've been with her. So I come to find out that not only has she been living with this guy for a year yeah. or two years, not, not only am I like, I'm not, I wasn't the only side piece. She had a couple of them. That she how played often were just you hanging like out when she was how often was she coming over? We were, I'm trying to figure out if you were the like who you were if this were a movie if you were just like a D character D dude well put you know I was I would have been ninth in the credits yeah and I thought I was directing this shit yeah seriously you would be played by like Ray Liotta <laughs> no no not even that I would be played by like I'm trying to I can't even Seth Green. I would be, yeah. it would be, it'd be, You'd be a cameo. I would be Seth Green in a serious role. Okay. Just like, why is he here? Oh, Seth's here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Seth Green. Yeah. Um, You'd have one line. Yeah. And oh, and man. I'm not, and to just stick with the metaphor, dude, I really thought that I was fucking Tom Cruise. I thought that it was yeah. my show. I thought that she was in this relationship and here I am. I'm the young yeah. Young hot guy that she runs away. Dude, if it if it had just been that, if we had just had sex a couple times a month. Yeah. I you can get that. I understand that. Okay. It's not right, but if it's just a physical thing, yeah. Whatever. Okay. But dude, this was deeply emotional. 
Okay. We talked every single day. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, she, I told her things and she told me things that it, it, it led me to fall in love with her. And yeah, the last dude, the last almost two years of my life have been a lie. It is the biggest mind fuck. And sorry, I'm dropping f bombs on this podcast like you can crazy. Say whatever you want. But it it is, dude. It's been a lie. It's been a lie. How much? Okay, if you could say like your mental bandwidth. All right, so the time you spend during a day thinking about this person over the past two years. Yeah. How much of your time? There were some, like, when it was at its peak, man, 85%. Right. Dude, constant. I mean, we're texting with each other. Yeah. We're sending each other pictures. Yeah. We're, it's constant. Or I'm just yeah. sitting there thinking about, what am I doing in this situation? Yeah, right. That counts too. Why am I here? Like, I'm going back to being by myself. I'm like, dude, Lee, this is not healthy. Yeah. This is not okay. And then I look down and it's her on my phone and it's like, oh, okay, well, Im- immediately go back to it. Yeah, I think it's part of that mentality too where you know it's wrong, but now isn't the time that I put an end to it or take steps to end it. Yes, yes. And it's, it's so bizarre yeah, yeah. because with we led this podcast off talking about when you break something off, yeah. you cut it off completely. Right. And I had been really good at doing that my entire life, yeah. but with her, could not. Yeah. So maybe that was another thing in my mind. I was like... Yo, I've always been able to just walk away. Yeah. But I can't with this. So, so what does that mean? And it intrigued me, and it intrigued me enough to pour my whole yeah. life into it for a while. And it was a secret. It, yeah. was, it was just, it was just, it was a soap opera. Yeah. I mean, you know, my parents didn't know. Yeah. My friends kind of knew. Yeah. But they would just give me shit about it. Because, you know, uh-huh. when we first hooked up, I admittedly, I'm not a kiss and teller, but it, it was, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm like hooking up with a mom right now. And everyone's, you know, high fives all around the room. Okay. And it just kind of became this inside joke. And then so they eight were months like, later, yeah, they'd be yeah. like, they'd be like, hey, what's going on with that? And yeah. I'd laugh it off. But inside, I would be like sobbing. That's a funny character. Yeah. The, like, yeah, I'm like having sex with someone's mom, yo. And then it's just like eight months later. It's like, yeah, you still fucking that mom? And I'm like, and, yeah, bro. Yeah, and then you it, turn around and cry your <laughs> yeah, eyes out because yeah, you yeah. love this mom. That would yeah. literally happen. I, yeah, I know. That would like actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I haven't talked to her in uh, six weeks. Nice. And it's the longest. That's not that long. No. Yeah. Six weeks ago, I, I, I stopped talking to her. Okay. And, you know, it's been good. Of course it's been good. But then also, I, feel it, I, I, I miss her like crazy. I miss the rush of it all. I miss, yeah, like, having sex. It's a drug, dude. It, it was a drug. It's a drug. It was a drug. It's going to suck. And she would even say that. She would be like... Yeah. She would say... We don't we don't love each other. We're addicted to each other. Yeah. And that's what it was. Mm-hmm. That's a completely what it was. It was uh she um I think she played a like a necessary a necessary role. Like when I look back on this, 
and I already can have this perspective a little bit. Yeah. Like it was, I'll look back on this in 10 years and laugh and get that good podcast story that I was alluding to the narcissistic famously comedian yeah. podcast story. And I'll get a good hearty laugh out of it. Yeah. But now, I mean, it's, I mean, she, it's like a creepy feeling. Okay. Like I was manipulated by a sociopath for the last two years. Yeah, was you also... I played a role, but, dude, she... I played a major role. I let myself into it, but it just, like, creeps me out how many times she looked me right in the eyeballs and lied, and I was either too dumb or too naive or too caught up or just didn't want to see it. It, like, it scares me about myself. Right. You know? I'm not saying I'm scared of her, but I was like, oh, boy, I could... Yeah. Someone could, someone could, like... Like convince me to join a cult or some shit. Like, yeah, no, you you'll probably have some trust issues for a really long time. And if it, I had. But you gotta also before. understand. I want to bring this up because I know you're kind of scared about that because yeah. you think you're easily manipulated. Yeah. And you're terrified of you know a sweet talker or whatever it may be. Right. But you also need to admit the fact. I think subconsciously, maybe I'm overstepping here, but I think there was a part of you. I mean, especially when you started seeing the signs that started to say, oh, this is bad. But there was a side of you saying, oh, no, this is part of my thing. It's part of my story. You're and I'm so, going to go it, through it. It's very true. Which I don't think exists now. No. I think you think that's dumb now. Yes. And you look back on that and being like, I was immature. That's a pretty good, pretty good analysis of it. I, I, Just it's to like, say, it's don't emba- be scared. You know, it's embarrassing. Like, yeah. I feel embarrassed. I'm like, dude, I just caused myself a bunch of undue hurt. She got hurt too, which yeah. I'm not happy about it. Like, I don't, you know, I'm, it's, it's, it's disturbing yeah. what she did to have what, like, I think she, like four boyfriends. Man. And, yeah. And, and then another thing we were talking about up top, it's you share that physicality with somebody and then they're out there. Yeah. Just giving it to several other people. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that hurts. That aspect of it hurts. And then also, I mean, she was, she was my, best friend for a while i'd talk to her a ton talked out all my stuff and um you're right that that was a good breakdown of it yeah because now you look at it i look at it from the perspective of you dumbass you did that shit on purpose like Uh you you wanted to feel really bad yeah you you enjoyed the road sign saying turn around oh dude yeah yeah from the word go it was not right yeah well i mean the thing is though i think you're self-aware of it enough that like i think you learned your lesson dude yeah i don't even think yeah i mean i mean but what's the lesson don't you're not gonna do that again. Yeah, oh, you're gonna. No. You also. You know. You're gonna. You know what was really happening in your brain. You know what was really happening. I think at the time you were so in it that you were. I was um, too involved to have the perspective of looking at it like I am now. Yeah. It, Who knows? But maybe you could get in that way again. But you're so. But again, it. it's like what lesson to learn? Like, don't. Like, have some it's boundaries, such a weird, man. Yeah, but it's such an odd tale. It's such a weird circumstance that, like, how could I get into it again? Like, I'll definitely, I don't know. There's other situations that are going to be like that, though. Sure. I think it's maybe, like, 
I mean, one, for instance, is like invest your if you know, like you said, you both knew it was like it was kind of a waste of time, to be honest. And it wasn't going to end well. Now, you know, like, hey, maybe don't get super involved in something that's ultimately going to be a waste of time. Yeah. That's one thing that you can, you know, because you know when you're deluding yourself, you know when you're telling each other, oh, this is bad for both of us, but you're still going through with it. Here's another thing. Even though I was like really emotionally wrapped up and truly deeply cared about her and her children, which is so bizarre yeah. again. Gosh, man. Grody. Yeah. Gross. Um, I am sorry about that. Yeah. That it's gets brutal. Weird. Yeah. It's brutal. And poor and, kids. And, and, and poor kids. Yeah. I know, man. Uh the fact, even though I was super invested and did care deeply about her, also knowing the nuance of where, that we established from the beginning that this was not a is th- we weren't going to end up together. Yeah, like I knew that it was. I knew that it was playing pretend. Right. I knew that it was playing pretend. But in knowing that, I also was completely wrapped <laughs> up in it. So I yeah. I could stay because I'd be like oh well this is this is silly and I could say this is this is ridiculous while also just loving her so much. Yeah, you gotta. It's it's funny. You gotta know yourself enough to know when not lie to yourself. Know yourself well enough to know when something's gonna be painful and something's gonna be too much to deal with, and making the decision for your future rather than the immediate now in being willing to not delude yourself into believing that this is the right decision and know like I'm going to be mature I'm going to be smart because this is going to be bad for me further down the road and I think when you make that decision to avoid that stupid immature consequence you you get a sense of fulfillment because I've been there before where I've just been like oh you know what I think I just acted like an adult right there you know yes Good move, Joey. Yeah, you know, yeah, good, I mean, good it's for happened you. once. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right, yeah, that's I've all been I'm mature saying. One time, yeah. No, it's uh, like you said, man. To 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 round it off, definitely lesson learned. Mm-hmm. Also, have to accept the fact that it will like this this hiccup, this blip, this mistake mm-hmm. has already started manifesting itself a little bit, but cert- it will affect my relationships mm-hmm. for a while. Oh yeah, man. And it, and like to the point where there probably won't be many. Yeah. You know, like I don't, I don't know. I don't want to, I, I, I super don't want to be in a relationship now. Yeah. You know, before it was, and, and we've talked about it a little bit on this and on my previous one, go listen to that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, a serial monogamist mm-hmm. always dated girls for like a long period of time never had like a short relationship yeah so i mean with her i just like i i was kind of fresh off of a of a of a long relationship and i met her and i kind of picked up my old ways mm-hmm. just yeah i it, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out and how i'm affected by it yeah but this kind of stuff is good, man. This was really cathartic. Like, I was nervous as hell to come on here and, and oh, really? And like, ah, oh, dude. Well, I mean, before this, one person knew what was happening. Was, you told it, me a little bit. I told you a little bit. 
Yeah. But I mean, these these are details that I, 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 it's out there. Like this is this is public record now. Oh yeah. It's crazy. I mean, she'll probably listen to it. Mm-hmm. I know her friends will probably listen to it. Mom, dad, all my buddies, yeah, aunts, uncles. So I mean, yeah. Hey guys. <laughs> yeah, you'll be more you'll be yeah. more nervous when it's like oh, out boy, there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, that just kind of hit me in the face. I'm sweating. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think ultimately, I mean, this is how it is with most of the podcasts, but it's like everyone's good people on it, and I think it's even better to just get to know that everyone is a person and they have to they go through this. So it's yeah. you know, I mean, if anything, your relatives will listen to it and they'll be like, "Oh, it turns out Lee's like a guy." Guess what? Yeah, Lee's a human being right. who has human being problems. Right. It's true. And they're kind of interesting. Yeah. You know? Vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a weird one, man. It's nice. This is the best way for those people to hear it. I think so. You know? No doubt. As yeah. opposed to Thanksgiving. Yeah. We TG, all just, yeah, we, like, yeah, yeah, we all Lee's just have story. one too many drinks and yeah. I'm just preaching. And it, then it seems crying. like, yeah, yeah, crying. Then it seems like, yeah, I yeah, I think you're right. Then this is worry. a pretty cathartic way yeah. to put it out there and for have have them hear it. So Yeah. Thanks dude. for letting me do it, man. Absolutely. What do you uh what do you got to plug, dude? What are you doing lately? Oh boom. Uh opening day. So on Monday, this up Monday, April third yes. in Cincinnati, I will be at uh Motor Pub doing Kelly Collette's Truth Serum show. Oh sick. That'd be cool. Yeah, so that's a lot of fun. And um Hopefully on April 9th, so two Sundays from now, we uh, I'm starting a comedy open mic at Wonder Bar in Covington. Oh, awesome. So yeah, come check both of those out. And again, Joey, thank you, brother. It's of awesome. course, man. All right. Take it easy, guys. Peace.